0: Step right up, sit on down, come right in. You got another week of Harvey's Huddle. I'm your host, Jackson Harvey, talking all things NFL here today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode and all the other episodes. If you haven't checked them out, go ahead. We had a fantastic week in NFL Week 2 action. My predictions were my favorite part. I gotta tell you, I am ecstatic ...to report that we went 12-4 and in the Week 2 games. I, of course, got wrong. The Kansas City Chiefs losing to the Baltimore Ravens. That was crazy. More more accurately, probably, the Kansas City Chiefs losing to Lamar Jackson. But a fantastic game all around on Sunday night. Um, some, some great games throughout the entirety of Week 2. And also, that brings my uh, total... Prediction record to 18-14 and on the season Not too bad, not too shabby after two weeks I'll take above 500, that's pretty good If you haven't already, go check me out on Instagram We're at Harvey's Huddle We're on Twitter at Harvey's underscore Huddle And we're on Facebook as well Harvey's Huddle is the page name Go check us out, hit us up in the comment section Message us, do whatever you like It's always good to hear from you um, shout out to all of our international listeners. It's great to see you guys participating and listening to these episodes. We got, um, some pretty consistent listeners. If you, if you have been listening for the almost year we've been on, it's, uh, always a pleasure to see our friends in Germany and in Israel tuning in week after week. And it's, uh, always good to see some new countries coming up. We now have a listener out in India, at least one, um, Shout out to you guys, thanks so much for listening to some NFL action and hit us up on the social media channels. Let's start it off with our top 10. Uh, the top 10 right now, I feel like early in the season it's really easy to fluctuate. I mean, fluctuate between all the top 10s. We're trying to figure out how this is going to go, um, what teams are going to be consistent, what teams are kind of one and dones. And so we're going to start to see... This uh, top ten list probably be more consistent with the teams that they have on there, maybe late October. Um, but it's always fun right now because there's so much, um, so many teams cycling through. And today is a lot of the same. Let's start off with number ten. I uh, I got the Green Bay Packers at number ten. If you listened last week, I didn't have the Packers on here at all. Um, they of course got decimated by the New Orleans Saints. And yes, now they've got a win under their belt. They were able to beat the Detroit Lions. However, I don't think they deserve to be any higher on this list. You beat the Lions, guys. Let's calm down for a second. You guys got decimated by Jameis Winston and the Saints. And you just beat the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football. We're not going to be holding a Super Bowl parade quite yet. And so I I got them at number 10. They had a good showing. Aaron Jones was a man possessed on Monday night. If they can keep that going, they'll move up this list. But as for now, all you guys did was beat Detroit, so congratulations, I guess. At number 9, I've got the king himself and the Tennessee Titans. Insane win against uh against Seattle and it was a it was kind of a testament to stuff that I've been saying in the preseason, I think. Derrick Henry ran wild. If you had him on your fantasy team this week, congratulations. He probably got you a win. If you didn't have him on his on your fantasy team this week, I'm sorry but you probably lost. It's uh it was it was rough. I played him in two different leagues and yeah, it was uh it was not fun to play Derrick Henry. But he had a great second half at least. It was fantastic to watch him uh, do so well. I think it speaks to some of the trepidations I've had concerning the Titans. Of course they picked up Julio Jones in the offseason and everyone was drooling over this apparent elite offense that really didn't show up in week 1 and really didn't show up in week 2 until they started relying on Derrick Henry. Now I think that that really speaks to the to it it speaks to who the Tennessee Titans are. I think it speaks to the kind of identity that the Titans have. Um, they are not a team that's thinking pass first, like Julio Jones probably wants them to, but he is much more and the Titans are much more equipped to be running Derrick Henry over and over and over again, especially later in the game. And I think that's what we're going to probably start seeing as it was a recipe for success in the second half against the Seahawks and led them to win. So insane win, great team win in overtime. Um, and great, great job to hopefully figuring out your identity as a team as that running first um, offense. At number eight, I've got the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think they're still a great team. They beat the Houston Texans. However, I think uh, right now I have them at number eight. It was a close one. I almost could put them at number six. I think it's close between the next three or four teams, Um, just like minuscule little adjustments. I think Jarvis Landry going down really hurts his team and not knowing what's going to happen with Odell Beckham Jr. uh, Is he going to come back and get injured right away? Is he going to come back and make a huge impact? It's kind of a question mark for me, so I put them at number eight. At number seven, I've got the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, They had a close win versus the Chargers. It wasn't an impressive win by any means, but it was a win, and a win is a win is a win, right? Uh, Dak Prescott wasn't lights out like he was against Tampa Bay, but still a good game for this team. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had a little bit more work, showed a little bit more pep in his step, and so uh, this Cowboys team could move up. Here, I think we have an NFC East favorite. First of all, Um, could be the football team playing spoiler, but the Cowboys right now definitely look to be the best team in the NFC East. At number six, I've got the Baltimore Ravens. I kind of should I say the Baltimore Ravens or should I say Lamar Jackson? Like, holy cow, Lamar Jackson put this team on his back. He really did a great job on Sunday night against the Chiefs to get that win. Leading to them jumping into the top 10 here. I did not have this team on the top 10 in last week's uh, list. But I do have them here. A gutsy win. Shout out to that Baltimore defense. Shout out to this team coming together, being as injury ravaged as they are. And pulling off a win against the AFC champs from last year. From the last two years. Great job by Baltimore. Great job by the Ravens. Congratulations to them. I hope they're able to keep this going. I hope that Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman, some older names if you've been around the NFL for a while, I hope they show up and show to be an elite running back duo. It's going to be fun to watch these guys if they're able to keep this momentum up uh, going on throughout the season. At number five, I've got the Carolina Panthers. Uh, They had a fantastic game against the Saints this week. They played well. Christian McCaffrey looks like a man possessed. Um, I still think he's going to be the MVP of the league unless Kyler Murray has anything to say about it right now or even Tom Brady. Tom Brady's playing lights out right now. But um, this Panthers, they look good on offense. They look good on defense. And I'm uh, I'm still standing behind what I say as, as the Panthers being the NFC South champions this year. We'll We'll see how it goes, but I'm pretty confident that they are looking that way so far. At number four, got the Los Angeles Rams. Stafford's looking good. The defense is looking good. Aaron Donald is starting to look better. And I think all around, they have a pretty quality football team. I think a lot's going to be said by this week's game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I think they're looking great. Cooper Cup had a day and a half. No, he had two days. On Sunday, it was incredible um, to see what he could do, and I think if they get a quality running game, I mean they still got 99 yards um, on the ground on Sunday, but if they get a little bit, a little bit more into the running game, I think they could be one of the most balanced offenses in the NFC. At number three, I have. Oh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. I uh, really liked what they did. I really liked what they were doing on Sunday. They, they had the game in their hands, mind you. Clyde Edwards-Alaire coughed the football up in Ravens territory, leading to the Ravens' win. I like them. I think they're still among the best three teams in the league. I think it's very close between these three teams, by the way. I think it's razor thin, the margins between all of them. However, I'm going to have to bump the Chiefs down to three just by how I've seen the Cardinals play and the Bucks play the last few weeks versus how I've seen the Chiefs play the last few weeks. Almost losing to the Browns. And let's be honest, the Browns lost that game more than the Chiefs won that game. And losing to the Ravens, where... The Ravens and Lamar Jackson really came out and won that game. Of course, a mistake by the Chiefs lost them the game, but the Ravens really came out and stole that. And, mind you, it was a great play. Great play by uh, the Ravens rookie. I think you pronounce it Owe. Great play by him. So it's not even like the Chiefs lost it. The Ravens went out and beat them and won it. And so I have the Chiefs at number three. I have the Cardinals at number two. I think they're seriously great. They had a great close win against Minnesota. Of course, they probably should have lost that game against Minnesota, but I still think it was a great game. I think there's a reason why... Let's Honorable mention to the Minnesota Vikings, there's a reason why I thought so highly of you guys in the preseason. And you guys have shown it the last couple weeks. However, I'm getting serious 2020 Los Angeles Chargers vibes from them where... The Chargers lost so many close games. Like, right now, the margin of victory, I think, for the Minnesota Vikings is a combined score of four points. Uh, three points against the Bengals and one point against the Cardinals. I That's, that's pretty nuts. Um, close games, and hopefully that doesn't continue. If they can't win close games, then it will obviously continue, but... Um, We'll have to see how they go going forward for the Vikings. But the Cardinals, I think it was a very close game. If it wasn't as close of a game, I might have put them at number one here. But Kyler Murray looks great. The defense looks fantastic. Um, Might need some work on the running game there against uh, Minnesota. It looked a little weak, but all in all, fantastic team, fantastic all-around team, and I think they're a little bit more of an all-around team than the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, that means if you can do some basic deduction, number one team in the NFL right now is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, this team is just fantastic. I I love the Buccaneers offense. It's been incredible to watch Tom Brady as much as I've ragged on them um, about not changing their team very much in the offseason. Sorry, not changing their team at all um <laughs> as much as I have kind of ragged on them about that they are firing on all cylinders. we did not see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady uh doing this so early in the season last year. Tom Brady's got nine touchdowns already through two games um and they're scoring a ton of points they are high flying on offense. And it's uh, it's beautiful to watch them right now. They're also stout on defense. A little bit of a scare um, in the middle of the game against Atlanta, but they took care of that pretty handily, winning by almost 20 points. Great games uh, against Ca- the Cowboys and the Falcons. Um, just a great job all around by this football team, and they are looking pretty good. There you have it. That's my top ten list: the Packers, Titans, Browns, Cowboys, Ravens, Panthers, Rams, Cardinals, Chiefs, Bucks. In that order, uh, let's move on to my two preview games. We're gonna start off with the Washington football team taking on the Buffalo Bills. Taylor Heineke he went thirty-four of forty-six on the night. On Thursday Night Football, what a thriller win against the New York Giants. He went 336 yards through the air, two touchdowns, and a pick. Very impressive as a starter so far in his two starts. Uh, It's going to be exciting to see this team rally around him like they have. Antonio Gibson, he had 69 yards on the ground, zero touchdowns. Terry McLaurin had 11 total receptions. I think he had 14 targets, Uh, 107 yards, and a touchdown as well. This offense, I think, is in an excellent spot with Taylor Heineke. I think they bring a great energy to the game, and I think Taylor Heineke is a lot to. Um, he's he's the main reason that that's happening. It's a lot to his credit that that is going on. The defense, they're kind of in the middle of the pack right now. When it comes to stats early on in the season, it's there's not really much of a there's not really much of a sample size to take from. Um, and so I, I don't really rely on the statistics of it all through two games. I mean, if you look at the Carolina Panthers, they're the best team in the league, but that's because they had a fantastic showing against the, the jets last week. If you look at the, the Patriots, they have five interceptions to lead the NFL. You might think, wow, that secondary is talented, which it is. However, Zach Wilson threw four picks last week, so it's not really representative of the team, in my opinion, when it comes to statistics this early on. Maybe around week five or six, I'll use more statistics, to more of the total statistics. It's easy to see some trends, and it's easy to see the performances on the field, but when it comes to the statistics, I'll be using that maybe in the next few weeks uh, more so than I am right now, because I'm still using them, (laughs) Like I was saying, this defense isn't doing too bad, but they're not doing too great either. My one question about this defense is where the heck has Chase Young gone? Where Where is he? He has six total tackles in two games, two assisted tackles, and a big goose egg in the sack category. This football team really needs Chase Young to be better. And to really lead this team on defense, not only in word, but in deed. Because if if he can't, this defense is going to be in trouble later on in the season. They need to create some turnovers. I think Chase Young's inability to get to the quarterback right now is a, a large reason of that. It is it is resulting in, in less turnovers. I mean, Chase Young is also a master at strip sacks. So maybe he's going to be able to get to the Josh Allen a little bit more, but... They need to create turnovers in order to win this game. Josh Allen, he went 17-33, 179 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick in a defensive masterpiece for the Buffalo Bills against the Miami Dolphins. Not a great night. Not a great night for uh, Josh Allen. He didn't do that great. But this team won, I think it was 28 nothing in Miami. Singletary, he went 82 yards and a touchdown as well on the ground, which is a pretty good running game for a Buffalo team that hasn't been very good on the ground in the last couple seasons. After their loss to Pittsburgh, I, I think this was a fantastic bounce back by the defense. Three tur- total turnovers on the day. Uh, of course, the Dolphins losing to a Tago really helped. It looks like he's going to be out for the next few weeks. Um, and so... Jacoby Brissett is going to be in, too, uh, to replace him for the next few weeks. I think in order to win this game, Allen needs to be more efficient and more effective on offense. uh, Against a pretty good Washington secondary, it might be hard, so we'll see how it goes. In terms of, of prediction for this game, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills, Uh, Winning this one 27-21 against the Washington football team I think Josh Allen is going to have a better day than Taylor Heineke Um, I think Heineke's going to have a fantastic day I think he's going to do great But I think Josh Allen is a better quarterback here And I think uh, the Buffalo Bills are the better team here as well Especially playing in Buffalo, home field advantage I'm going to give it to the Bills 27-21 now, the second game I want to kind of go over. I know I said I didn't want to repeat teams here. However, I have to for this matchup. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the LA Rams in LA. It's going to be a primetime game in midday. It's going to be great. Uh, make sure to watch this one. I believe the kickoff, it's in the... What is that? 2.30 slate... For Mountain Standard Time. So that's like 4.30. I think it's 4.30 Eastern Time. Make sure to watch this one. Tom Brady. He went 24 of 36. 276 yards. 5 touchdowns and no mistakes. Other than a fumble. um, In their win against Atlanta. I I said it before. He did not look this good with this offense. Early on last season. And uh, if the NFL. And the rest of the. The teams in the NFL have anything to take away from the first two weeks. it's uh it's reminding me a little bit of Peyton Manning coming in for the Denver Broncos and uh really showing up and showing out early on in that record setting season. It is really reminding me of that. and uh I think Tom Brady is out for blood, and I think he's out to prove everyone, hey, I can play by fifty, which he apparently said he could do. This week, with Gronkowski, that was a good video. If you haven't looked at it, check it out. Uh, Leonard Fournette he went 52 yards on the ground. Ronald Jones went 27 yards on the ground, and Mike Evans had 75 yards through the air and two touchdowns. This four-headed monster in the wide receiving core with Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski. You can even throw in a fifth head with Leonard Fournette, who's great out of the backfield. They are deadly. And it's really deadly for fantasy owners as well. I think if you're a fantasy owner of any of these five players, um, even just the four wide receivers and tight end, I think it's uh, it's very hard. I have Antonio Brown on one of my um, teams, and it's, it's hard to decide. I played him last week. He didn't have a great game. I'm sure this week if he was to play, I think he's in COVID protocol right now. Um, it would be him going off against the Rams, but... It's uh it's very hard to decide who's going to have a good game out of these four receivers. Last week it was Gronkowski, and uh, this week it could be Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Only gets a couple of points. So, if you're a fantasy owner of any of these Tampa Bay wide receivers, I'm sorry, it's such a dilemma for you. I don't know who you should play. If uh, Antonio Brown isn't on the field, then definitely play Chris Godwin. If Chris Godwin or if Antonio Brown is on the field, I'd play Brown because. Uh, you know that the Rams only have so many top tier cornerbacks. Like Jalen Ramsey is gonna be lined up against Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. If Antonio Brown starts to get a lot of get a lot of yards and uh, score a couple touchdowns, then he's gonna go line up against Brown. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is gonna be a factor in this game. So play whoever the hell you want. I don't care. But uh Just know that you're going to be playing them with a little asterisk there saying, hey, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know who's going to have the big day this week. Uh, The defense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they forced three interceptions. Still a fantastic against uh, the running game here. My big question for this offense and for this team is can Tom Brady and company keep it firing against an incredible Rams defense um, that's going to be the main storyline going into Sunday for the Buccaneers. For the Rams, Matt Stafford, he went 19-30 against the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. 278 yards through the air, two touchdowns, and an interception. Not as efficient as we saw him in Sunday Night Football against the Bears in Week 1, but he was still effective, and this team really looks effective. I think that's a perfect perfect word for it is this team and this offense is effective with Matt Stafford at the helm. Uh, Henderson and Michelle, they combined for 99 yards and a touchdown on the ground. I think that's a great duo with uh, with Cam Akers being out. Um, this is the best that they can do is Henderson and Michelle, and they're looking like they're working pretty well. Tough task for them against a top-rated running defense in Tampa Bay, but... I'm sure they'll be up to the task, and I'm sure Sean McVay will have some have some schemes written up for them to get into an open field situation. Cooper Cup, he had nine receptions, 163 yards, and two touchdowns. That's about, just, just to put that in perspective, that's approximately 18 yards per reception, and 22% of his receptions were touchdowns. Uh, great job by Cooper Cup. Great day for him. Uh, where's Robert Woods? I want to know... I mean, Robert Woods, he got about 60 yards. I think he got a little bit more than 60 or 70 yards through the air. Um, but he needs to start taking advantage of some attention that Cooper Cup's going to get. I think you're going to see some some eyes turning to him this week with uh, the Tampa Bay Secondary. So if you're a fantasy owner and you're looking for a wide receiver three or a flex that you're taking a chance on and uh, you don't got anyone go take Robert Woods. He's gonna be he's gonna be and he's gonna be a good option and I think he's gonna have a good game. on um, the defense they forced two interceptions on Sunday against the Colts, one of the best defenses in the NFL of course. Uh, Aaron Donald's doing better. I think he's gonna eat up. I think he's gonna eat up a little bit, get a couple of sacks at least against an offensive line that allowed four sacks against Atlanta. Um I think a lot of what Aaron Donald does as well isn't necessarily done on the stat sheet. I mean, he takes so much attention away for his fellow defenders that it's uh it's really indescribable the impact he can have for this defensive line. Will Stafford be able to work it downfield here? Will he be able to do what he's been doing the first couple weeks with the Rams? And will this defense for Los Angeles be able to stop the four-headed monster in Tampa Bay? Uh, my answer, to put it bluntly, is yes. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to fall and lose their first game of the season to the L.A. Rams, 30-23, to the final score. Let me know what you think. I still think Tom Brady is going to have a great game. I think he's going to make a couple mistakes. Uh, the defensive scheme for the Rams, of course, will be... We'll be pretty stout against the Buccaneers, but let me know what you think. Hit me up on Instagram, at Harvey's Huddle. We're on Twitter, at Harvey's underscore Huddle, and we're on Facebook. Harvey's Huddle is the page name. Hit me up there, leave me some comments, send me some messages. I always love hearing from you guys, and thank you so much for listening. My name's Jackson Harvey. This has been Harvey's Huddle. Take care.